Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hello. Good Saturday morning to you as we come down the home stretch in June. We're already in the middle of June, if you can believe that. And this Sunday, tomorrow, is Father's Day. So I want to say a special happy, happy, happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there and to all of you. Now, everybody has a father, uh, whether their father is on this side or is crossed over or they know their father or not. Everybody has a father. So happy Father's Day. To everybody out there, I hope you do something special to let your fathers know how much you love and appreciate them. And you can do something special for them, again, whether they're on this side or have crossed over, just letting them know how much you appreciate them and love them for their guidance and direction and support and love for you. And I just say, as I always do, I want to welcome you to Blog Talk Radio's Off the Shelf for this Saturday. And I'm so glad I picked Saturday to schedule off the shelf on uh, over seven years ago because I love Saturdays and I think that goes back to when I was a kid and it was the one day of the week that I could do anything I wanted just play and play and hang out with my friends no school didn't have to go to church just the whole day was mine and so I still to this day get up in my spirits when Saturday comes man I feel so good on Saturday right to this day. So welcome to Off the Shelf for this Saturday, June the 16th, 2012. And I just thank you for joining us here. As always, it is truly a joy to have you here with us on Off the Shelf. I'm waiting for our guests to um, to log in. They, uh, they're on a blog tour, a virtual blog tour, and so they requested to be on today's show. Uh, but they told me yesterday their son's at a... Um, some type of a sporting camp or some camp he's going to. But it's a dual team, a husband and a wife team. The wife did tell me she would be here. So I'm just waiting for her to dial in. In the meantime, I want to thank those of you, our loyal, loyal listeners, who have been with us for over seven years. I so tremendously appreciate you. And to those who are tuning in for the first time, I want to introduce myself to you. I am your host, Denise Turney. As I always tell you, coming to you live from the city of brotherly love, the one and only Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And as always, I encourage you, you don't want to let another day go by until you pick up a copy of Love Pour Over Me, which is my latest book. You guys tune in every week. So many of you, we and I, I so appreciate you to tune in every week here at Blog Talk Radio and Blake Radio. And so it's so few of you have ever read any of my work. So I, you tune in and you listen every, every week. This week, do something different. Go out and purchase one of my books. You can learn more about my style of writing. You can, you know, and the author is always somewhere in their works. So you can even learn more about me that way. I appreciate you tuning in to the show. But do something different this week and just go get a copy of one of my books. My latest book is Love Pour Over Me. And then the book that came out before that is Long Walk Up. I also have written and published Portia and Spiral. So Portia, Spiral, Long Walk Up. And my latest book, my newest, is Love Pour Over Me. Love As Many Faces is sold out. And my children's book is Rosetta's uh, Great Hope, and that is in a PDF. But all the other books are in print and in ebook format. You can get them at Amazon.com. You can get them at Barnes & Noble. You can get them at uh, do Ingram, Ingram Books, which is an international distributor, one of the largest in the world. They supply books to bookstores. So if you don't see my books on the bookstore shelves, just ask the clerk for them, and they'll order it for you, and they'll call you and tell you when it's in or email you. And then you just come in and pick up the book. It's that simple. You can also get it at um, Google Books, just anywhere, Walmart, anywhere books are. And you can get a copy of my books. And, again, if you don't see it on the shelves, just go up to the clerk, tell them you want to order a copy of it, and they can get your copy. Or you can also go to my website. There are so many different ways to get copies of my books. Just about anywhere a book is sold, you can get a copy of any of my books. But you can also go to my website, and I take the payments are via PayPal, which takes checks, uh, uh, credit cards, debit card, and that's the web. My website is www.chistel, 
C-H-I-S-T-E-L-L.com. Again, that's www.C-H-I-S-T-E-L-L.com. Go do that today. Go do that today. I appreciate your support listening, but I so few of you have, have purchased my books. I like to keep bringing so much good information to you every week, uh, and I'm hoping that our guest dials in soon. But uh, I also want you to enjoy my stories, enjoy my books. Uh, in, in love, in, in love pour over me. It's a it's a book that tells the story of a complicated relationship between a father and a son. And when you see this relationship develop, it's it's it. I think you will learn a lot about your own relationships. As we know, we can be complicated people. We can also be as humans, and we can also be, you know, simple. But we can complicate even simple things and make life tougher than it has to be. And sometimes we, when people start out on a hard foot, we think that's the way it's always going to stay. I know in my own life, and I'm sure you in your in your life have seen people turn around in ways that you never thought they would. Have seen relationships almost as if they're staying on a potter's wheel, re- get reshaped in ways that will shock even you. You're like, oh my God, I never thought this person would ever become kind or ever or or ever become a, a mean or this way and the relationship begins to change you get to see that happen up close when you read love pour over me and there's also a relationship between the main character Raymond Clark and the woman in his life Brenda that I think you will find to be exceptionally moving uh, you get to watch that relationship change. All of our relationships change. You know, we know that our, our hair color changes as we get older. We get a little gray, and then sometimes a lot of gray. <laughs> and then, you know, our bodies change. Our relationships change, too, because we change. You know, I was uh, last Sunday when I was at church, it was Unity Day at the church where I go to, Norton Avenue in Bristol, Pennsylvania. They, the the, the guest minister, uh, Reverend Ronald Owens, from New Hope in Metuchen, New Hope Baptist Church in Metuchen, New Jersey. He he said he was talking about friends he had grown up with and how they they spent all their time together when they were kids. I mean, like all day outside playing together. And then they got older, and over time, they just didn't see each other, you know, as much anymore. Relationships change, even when we swear when we're young. Friends, when we graduate from high school, always keep in touch. You know, don't ever change. You write in somebody's annual, their high school annual, graduation years, and you tell people, we'll always keep in touch. You know, I was in the Navy, and I remember people in the military swapping addresses when we changed duty stations. I'll always keep in touch with you. I'm going to write, and I'm going to call, and we'll visit each other at least once a year. And you do it for once or twice one or two years, and then, boom, something happens and you just never keep in touch. When you change jobs, you tell people you're going to always keep in touch, don't change, and and stay the way you are. A couple of years later, the whole thing has changed. You've changed, the person's changed, and your relationship has changed. And you get to see this in Love for Over Me, and because of the the father and, and the struggles that he has and the tough childhood that Raymond comes up with, grows up through you will root for Raymond and 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 really hope that something changes that or a lot of readers who read particularly the early chapters of Love for Over Me when I was in a professional writers group they 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 hated Raymond's father they absolutely hated him they called that man cuss words they they hated him but if if you read through the whole story and you find out what what motivates him, what shaped him to become the way he he was he is, and what's going to happen to him and Raymond? What's going to happen to this this father and his son over time, as they have their own separate experience, their experiences separate from each other, that help them to see things in a different way? How will it impact their relationship? And what's going to happen to Raymond, particularly the hard things he's gone through early in his life? that has taught him how to protect his heart, which we're not very good at doing. We end up we end up uh, uh, putting a fence or a wall around ourselves and keeping a lot of love out when we try to protect our, 
our heart. What's going to happen to 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 Raymond? He knows this woman is the woman for him. Can he? Is he? Is he? Is he feels like he's so injured that he can't let her love him? What's he going to do? You know, sometimes when we we're, we're afraid, we attack. How is he going to respond to her attempts to love him? We like to think when we when we uh, uh, try to love someone that they will be so accepting of our love, but that's not always the case. How does he respond to her her attempts to love him? So that's what you're going to get in Love Poor Over Me. There's also a murder mystery in the story, and Raymond gets pulled into it early on in Love Poor Over Me. And you'll you'll you that that happens I think in the second chapter, and he just is suddenly pulled into this, suddenly pulled in, and it's something from his past mistakes he's made that have nothing to do with the murder that caused him to make some of the decisions that he's made. Uh, the murder mystery is a um, it's a high speed <laughs> mystery, and there's some real fast scenes in Love Pour Over Me around this. Um, Murder mystery, uh, because the people who did it don't want to be found out. So uh, there's some danger to some of the main characters. Their lives are in danger, and, and you, you'll see that as you continue to read the story. So there's there's romance, there's the murder mystery, which has some very fast, fast-paced scenes that keep you hanging on. And then there's the, just the, the relationships the, and the my one of my favorite parts of Love Paul for me outside of the relationship between Raymond and his father and Raymond and Brenda, as the friendships Raymond has with these guys he meets when he goes to a very popular college in Pennsylvania. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. They are they're, each of their personalities. Again, the camaraderie, their friendship that they share is something I think you're going to absolutely love. And you can read free excerpts from Love Pour Over Me at my website. Of course, Amazon.com has free excerpts. And I think I have as much as 15 or 16 pages of free excerpts on Love Pour Over Me. Uh, you can also find more about me. at I'm at Book Buzzer. I'm at Goodreads. I'm on Facebook, Denise Turney. And I'm on Twitter, DT Writers. And I'd love for you to follow me on Twitter. And you can like my page. I have a Love Pour Over Me page on Facebook, which you can like. But most importantly, I want you to get a copy of one of my books. You can start to familiarize yourself with my writing style. You can start to meet some of the characters in my books, like Mulliken and Long Walk Up. And the sales for Long Walk Up are picking up. Uh, uh, it's a very motivational, inspiring book. And so that those sales are picking up. But my latest book, Love Pour Over Me, is the book I definitely want you to get a copy of. Uh, again, you tune in every week, and I thank you for that. But but please go out and purchase a copy of one of my books so you can start to familiarize yourself with my writing, my style, and you can get to know these wonderful, wonderful characters that are in my books. At this point, we have been almost 15 minutes in to today's show. I think I'm going to do 30 minutes and offer tips and advice to writers because I don't think our guest is going to be dialing in. Um, and again, they a lot. most of the guests on Off the Shelf, this is another good thing about the show, and I appreciate this. I know things come up um, myself. I try to at least let a guest know uh, if I'm going to be running late or not able to make it. Uh, I was told that the guests would make it, but I um, most of the guests who appear on Off the Shelf request to be on Off the Shelf. They'll contact me and ask to be on the show, or they'll be a part of a blog tour, and the the person that's pulling the blog tour together tour together will ask me if they can be on the show. I have it's been several years since I've gone out and requested a guest to be on off the show. Most of our guests on the show come to, come to me and ask to be on the show and I want to support our guests. So I say yes, you know, I check out their work and if I think it's something that you will enjoy as a listener of Off the Shelf, I'll go ahead and schedule them to be on the show, which is what I did for today. Uh, sometimes people forget. They they forget that they 
they schedule something, I always follow up with our guests and send out a reminder, which I did a couple of days ago. And who knows, things come up. I always say somebody's could have got a flat tire, which we had a guest have. All kinds of things come up. People might get in a meeting that they didn't expect was going to come up, and they thought it was going to end in time, but it doesn't, so they're unable to keep uh, an obligation. I never like to assume that somebody just didn't dial into the show. So I don't know what happened. I keep positive and loving thoughts toward all guests and listeners. I never know what's going on in somebody's life, and I don't want to assume. I want to assume the positive. I want to assume the best, and I hold them in the highest thoughts. Uh, I want to just give a few tips for probably the next 14 minutes on today's show, since it doesn't, again, look like our guest is going to dial in. And I'm I'm one who believes, and I firmly believe, I keep moving forward. I don't let unexpected things stop me. I don't let I don't let things that happen even if I schedule or prepare or plan for something to go a certain way and if it doesn't go that way, I don't let it stop me. I simply don't. I just keep moving. If we let the unexpected things surprises stop us, how often will we be stopped? Because there's so many things that happen in life that we don't expect, we don't see coming, and if we let those things stop us, we, we will never move forward. So just encourage you to keep moving forward. Keep moving forward positively. Keep moving forward with love. This happened here on Off the Shelf probably about three times in over seven years, which isn't bad. Um, and I always keep the show moving forward. <laughs> He's keeping moving, and I don't have things planned to take the place of when these types of things happen. I just keep it moving, and I'm glad that they happen, and if you tune in and you experience it, so that in your own life, you can keep it moving. In your own life, when the unexpected happens, you can say, you know what, that wasn't in my plans. I'm going to keep going forward, and I encourage you, encourage you to do that and let life surprise you, because sometimes surprises if you use them, can turn into very, very great, great and tremendous blessings. So some tips. I did recently posted a, an article at my, at my business blog, which is Write Money Inc., W-R-I-T-E-M-O-N-E-Y-I-N-C.com. Yes, I do a whole lot of stuff, including writing for clients and writing my books and, and also blogging. Write Money Inc. is a, a creative business blog. And I do articles that give people advice and tips on how to increase their website sales, uh, working with different social media outlets. When I come across new outlets, I will share them with people who go over to Write Money, Inc. Again, that's W-R-I-T-E-M-O-N-E-Y-I-N-C.com. I'll share that information with folks so they can get a lot of value out of it and it's free it's absolutely free you can subscribe to the uh to the blog and get the regular updates i usually put out about four or five articles every single week we do feature interviews um at right money inc as well and i've been so fortunate i've we've done feature interviews with two major motion picture uh movie producers uh, we've done feature interviews with a woman who recently got her beauty products. She she owns Oriah's O'Shea, Marie Lee Driver. She was actually featured uh, this week, this past Tuesday. Um, she recently got her products into Whole Foods, which is huge because I forget how many stores they have, but they have several stores. I think her products in like 18 or 19 other stores. She also has... Um, I forget what they call them. They're these little shop areas at malls. She she has her Arias O'Shea there in malls in Virginia. And I was asking her when I interviewed her over the phone for her print interview at Right Money, Inc., what what was it like, you know, to, to have your products placed, you know, at the mall? She said she remembers going to that mall when she was a little girl. And to just now see her own business there was just amazing and that's what happens when you keep moving forward and and when the unexpected happens you keep moving forward she said she started creating her products as many people i know who go into business or or writing or do some type of art or music they'll tell me that 
even though they enjoyed the music that was out in the market, they enjoyed other books that they read, uh, they used other beauty products, etc., they saw a gap. There was either something missing. They didn't see beauty products for a certain segment uh, or a certain ethnic group. They didn't see hair products, you know, that were targeted toward a certain ethnic group or that were safe for children. And so they created it. They didn't see the type of book that they wanted to read. They didn't see the type of movie they wanted to watch, although there were movies they did enjoy or or music. So they created it. And then they created they had a niche market and then it took off. So this is what this the owner of uh Maria Lee Driver, the owner of Orias O'Shea again who's featured at Right Money Inc. Uh, this week, she's one of our many feature interviews. We've done about twenty or more of them so far. Uh, she she said she saw this she saw this gap that there was naturally safe products and she wanted to make natural and safe products for children. And she had a beauty salon in Philadelphia. She's from Virginia, and so she created she created them. She happened to be walking home every day, and she passes. Muslim shop that had this shea butter, and it just jumped out at her one day. She went home, took a, a lot of different products, mixed them together, and her product not only did people use it on their hair, they started coming in telling her. they It helped them with a rash. It helped them with some type of skin ailment that they had. And she's like, oh, no, you're not supposed to be using it on your skin. You're supposed to be using it on your hair. And she found out it can be used on your hair and your skin. And it's been um, uh, recommended by, I think, uh, four or five doctors have recommended it, which that is at her website, the, the, the doctor recommendations. And she just took off. She said she started making it in her kitchen. She was working long, long hours. She, she, she'd work and create her products, go to sleep for a few hours, get back up, get out and go to different shows, flea markets, different events to market her products. And go to sleep, get back up and do it again. How many people have I interviewed and met who have become successful that have told me they put in enormous, enormous amounts of work hours, enormous. It's almost like if you want a regular nine-to-five job, then that might not be for you because they work very, very, very hard. And then after many years of that, it takes off. And they go through periods where they, they, they feel like giving up. They go through periods where they might feel like this is not going to work. They remember they remember their purpose. They remember what they felt when they first felt called or, or driven to do something. And they keep going. And the results are, you know, you get your product in Whole Foods. You, you know, all of a sudden your books take off. All of a sudden your music takes off. I think about the recording artist. I think his name is Kim K-E-M. They said he had a slow start, but once it took off, it took off. It just took a while for people to catch on to his music. And that's what happens when you keep moving forward. So I encourage you to do that. Another, And, and if you read the feature interviews at Right Money, I think you will be encouraged as you hear the challenges that each of these people have faced, how the, they, the steps they took to overcome these challenges, and how they keep moving forward, how they keep moving forward. Uh, no one said that life is going to be a smooth flow. I think it's supposed to be, but because of the way, you know, our thought system works, it's not always that way. So you just got to keep being willing to move forward so you can achieve your goals. Um one of the articles that I put up at Right Money Inc. this week was, uh, and again, it's W-R-I-T-E-M-O-N-E-Y-I-N-C dot com, and it's free. All the information is free there. Um, it's copyrighted, you know, but you can read it and enjoy it as much and as often as you want. Um, it's about writer scams, and I just, I just encourage writers when you're applying for jobs. There are a lot of good sites where you can apply for good writing jobs. Media Bistro is one. Journalism Jobs is another. Freelance writing jobs. There are two of them. Morning Coffee is one of my favorites. Again, that's Morning Coffee. I also like Media Bistro. They 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 advertise a lot of good jobs. Higher education jobs. If you go in there and you do a search for a writer, you can see some good jobs come up there that are available at colleges and universities. Another good place... Um, 
for writing jobs is Blogging Pro and LinkedIn. If you go into LinkedIn and you put you do you click on the jobs tab in LinkedIn and you click on writer, you can either search for jobs that have been posted within the last day or 24 hours, or you can search for jobs that have been posted within seven days or a week, or you can just put put in a search for jobs that have been posted whenever, particularly if it's your first time going in. And some of the jobs on LinkedIn, I will tell you, you're only going to find on LinkedIn. They won't be on Career Builder and in Indeed and in Munster and sites like that. Another good way to get writing jobs is to set up job alerts. And not just writing jobs, but any job you're looking for. Set up job alerts in in certain uh, job boards. Again, Munster, LinkedIn, Indeed, Simply Hired. Those are some. And then also you can go to individual companies and search for jobs. And some of them have ways where they allow you to set up an alert for jobs and, and for certain type of jobs you put in and your keywords at their particular business. That way you don't have to keep going back again and again and again, spending hours searching through jobs at the job sites and at different companies. Just set up an alert. Every time a job that you, that you key in your keywords that you're looking for comes up, they'll shoot you an email. And then you just search through the email, the jobs that are listed there, and the ones that you think you qualify for or you're interested in, just go out and apply for those and network. Because if you network and other people, when they see jobs at their companies where they work or they just hear about that, I mean, you have no idea how helpful that is because there are jobs out here. And you, so many of them you may never even hear of unless you network with somebody because somebody else will know about the job. Even through your job alerts and your searches, you would never even see the job. That happened to me this week. That happened to me. That very thing happened to me this week. And for all of my, I'm, I'm, I think I'm pretty organized and sharp in my job search as a freelance writer where I'm constantly searching for new clients, I would I would have never learned about that job. I really don't think I would have uh, without this person telling me about it. So also network. But be careful when you're going for writer's jobs. Craigslist is another place where you can find some legitimate jobs. I mean, really, legitimate, good-paying jobs. You can find some on Elance, and you can find some on Odesk, although some of the jobs, a lot of the jobs, I should say, on Odesk and Elance, they don't pay that much, but you can find some decent-paying quality jobs at Odesk and Elance and other sites like those. Um, but but be careful. Make sure you vet out a client before you work with them. Just the same way they look, they vet, they're vetting you out, vet them out. And be, some of the cautions I would give to people are, uh, particularly writers, when you're asked to do a test article, a lot of companies can get free articles that way. So let's say 200 writers respond to their ad. They don't plan on hiring even one of the writers, but they ask them all to do a different test article. And then they go out to other writers for very, very low rates, and they say, rewrite these articles for me. And they might get an article, and they only pay 2 or $5 for it. So be very careful with the test article. You might want to ask, number one, I think most Employers will accept writing samples, writing samples. If you've already written and published work, they will accept a sample just to see your style, your voice, your tone of writing, your command of of grammar and sentence structure, and that will be enough for most employers. Some will ask for a writing sample. Again, some that's a good way for some companies to get free articles. So you might want to ask them, is is this writing sample the same sample every writer who applied for the job is writing, or is this a are you giving a different sample to each writer? If they're giving a different sample to each writer, they might be looking for free articles. Although they, you know that's one way to find out. I would just try to lean toward. Can I give you a sample of another article similar to this I've already written? Because they, they're supposed to just be trying to see what your style is like. Can you write the type of articles or content, white papers, magazine articles, article summaries, product descriptions, product reviews that they're looking for? That should be what they're doing it for, not to get an article to put up on their website for free. So I would encourage you to do that. 
And, again, do your research. Do a lot of research on a company. Never wire anybody money because there's another scam that's going on with writers that says uh, you'll write articles from, and they might say, then, congratulations, your payment is going out uh, this week. And then they'll come back and tell you, we accidentally overpaid you. So go ahead and deposit the money into your bank account and then return us the overpayment amount. If you do that, you'll find out the money order, the check was really only, they might have wrote your money order check for $1,000, and it was really only worth $15. And you send them back, they say they overpaid you maybe, I don't know, five $800. You send them that back, they just made 800 bucks. And all you got was fifteen dollars, and in an and an issue with your bank. So, <laughs> never wire anybody money when they tell you they overpaid you. Simply say, put a stop payment on the check, and reissue it. That simple. And if they can't do that, then don't do business with them. So you don't end up out of money yourself. And then also you can report to. Um, it's in the article I have up at Right Money. There's some agencies you can report online scams too you know to be careful with uh, fizzing emails and whatnot if you're a freelancer out here you have got to value yourself to be a successful freelancer you have got to value your talent you have got to value your skill you've got to know that you you, you you've got some talent some skill and and you and that deserves respect so you want to make sure you know to Maybe search what what are the going rates for these types of articles, for the the type of work I'm doing, so you can negotiate. Just because somebody tells you they're only going to pay you such and such an hour, does not mean you cannot negotiate with them. Salespeople do it all the time. You negotiate a price. What do you think your skill and talent is worth? And I hopefully. You, if you're a freelance writer, I hope you. I truly hope you think it's more, worth more than five dollars an article. So you can negotiate and start making some decent money for, for your for your skill and your talent and the many years you put in to hone and sharpen your skill. So that's that's a tip I want to leave with you. I want to also leave tips for those of you who are tuning in who might either want to connect with other people at different social media networks just for fun just for fun or you might want to help do it to help grow your business you might want to connect with others to help grow your writing uh, uh your 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 book career your your or uh, some other creative arts career whether you're getting started in the movie industry uh, and 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 then that just pops into mind i also featured at right money inc is richard Burrow, and he is a co-founder of Stage 32. If you are interested in script writing, writing for television, writing for stage, uh, being an actor or an actress, a director, a movie producer, I encourage you to go to Stage 32. I recently heard him on a on an on an audio interview, and he said that they have had people who who have gotten hired as actors and actresses and other elements of the of the screen the movie development process and they all got hired off of stage 32 so to go there and start networking create your profile it's free look at all the free services available look at all the free services available off the shelf the book lovers have them right money inc stage 32 i mean i could go on and on and on the red room for writers and 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 book club members and readers, and they're major major authors at the Red Room. Free. You put up you put up your profile at these places. You start networking, and you start learning about events, upcoming conferences. You start getting out there, and you start connecting with readers, and you, things start to take off. Things start to take off. But some social networks I want to tell you about. Whether you're, I don't care. It doesn't matter what type of business that you're in. And you might just want to go there for fun to connect with other people. could be family members, friends, or you just want to meet new people. Uh, as far as articles go, I just re- I came across this site. It's in BETA, uh, B-E-T-A. 
and it's Floost, F-L-O-O-S-T. If you have articles, like blog articles, that's a good place to start following other people, having other people follow you, commenting on articles, and making connections. Scoop It is another one, and I just recently learned about Scoop It. You can take your blog content and create like a, a newsletter and start building followers. And uh, you can also let your t- t- people on Twitter know about y- your Scoop It, and so they can follow you and your articles there. And you can also post their articles on your Scoop It account. They will appreciate your support. And then hopefully in turn, although this doesn't always happen, support you. Because there are times when you can support other people, I mean, from here to there, and they will they will just say thank you and never support you in return. I've had that happen to me many times. But a lot of times people will support you. So you can do Floost, Scoop It, uh, of course, Twitter. I've heard a lot of people say they've had success with Twitter, but they, you have to work it. You have to work it. Uh, 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 you have to find, if you have a product, let's say a book, you have to be on Twitter enough, following enough of the right hashtags, and to know which readers out there like the kind of books you write, and then start connecting with those readers. That's how you work Twitter. You know, Not just posting messages to Twitter to, flat out to everybody, but finding the type of people who want what you have and engaging those people, connecting and engaging them, then your 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 sales through Twitter can take off. Facebook is another one, and LinkedIn. I have a lot of success with Facebook and LinkedIn. Again, Twitter is one that I've heard people say they had a lot of success with, but you've got to find those people in your target audience on Twitter and then connect with them. Just doing a general blast message is not as effective. So, and hashtags help tremendously with that. So, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Floost, Scoop It, Stumble Upon. You can put an article on Stumble Upon, and it can really go viral very quickly. You don't even need a lot of followers for that to happen. I mean, viral and get you hundreds and thousands of of article readers within just a few moments. Or a few hours. I mean, very, very quickly. You can also put articles up on StumbleUpon, and maybe they, when you first put them up, nobody, you, you don't get anything off of it because there's so many articles there. And then all of a sudden, pow, you'll start getting a lot of traffic through StumbleUpon. Uh, so MySpace, I, they still get about, uh, I want to say, 10 million users. That's a, that's a, that's still a pretty good number to me. So, you know, still continuing to use MySpace and a lot of artists, they still post their information, particularly music artists, at MySpace. So I wouldn't write them out. Write them out. Um, and, of course, Pinterest. Pinterest, if you're a blogger, make sure you keep some catchy images with your blog posts so you can post those images with the link to your blog and people click on it and read your blog. But you, you need good pictures. You need good pictures. Uh, Pinterest is not a place where just good content will, will take you far. You have to have good images on your on your posts, whatever it is you're writing about on 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 Pinterest. Of course, you can also post a, a link to your book, your book cover, which you know if you did did a good book cover, and I'm sure most writers would would have that as a go. Put your book book cover up on Pinterest. Put it up up on Pinterest. You know, and then people click on it and they learn more about your book. They can either go straight to your website or go to another place where they can purchase a copy of your book. So that's another way. Um, so flu scoop it, scoop it, scoop it, scoop it. <laughs> uh, a Pinterest, MySpace, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Google Plus. Google Plus to me is sort of like Twitter. You have to work it. You've got to find the people who uh, are in your target audience, and you've got to engage them. You've got to stay out in front of them, comment on posts and pictures and infographics that they po- they they send up. Because on Twitter and Google+, the information comes through so quickly. It's not like Facebook where you have your um, 
you have your timeline, and you can look at somebody else's timeline, and uh, that information stays there for weeks and months. It's not Google Plus and Twitter. Generally, when you go in, the messages just come down so fast. Unless you click on somebody's profile, and I don't know how often that happens, you'll have to really work those uh, social networks to stay in front of your audience. And that's if you're a small business a business owner or if you're a creative artist, a writer, a musician, a, a, a movie director, producer, actor, actress trying to get, get your career started. This is why I'm seeing more businesses, and I, and I see this as a freelance writer, I am seeing more businesses that are actually hiring full-time writers. They're hiring writers full-time either on a contract basis or as a, hiring them in as in-house as an employee just to work their social media networks. Because it, it, it is, it can quickly and easily become a full-time job. If you're on social media yourself, just just either for fun or to help market and promote your business services and products, you know how I can chew up your time. Oh, my goodness. Even if you use automated systems like Hootsuite, and buffer and 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 uh I think Hootsuite for their free account offers more than buffer currently does pain pain accounts they both I still think Hootsuite offers more than buffer but they you can do you can also use their free accounts and then start to put post to certain different social media networks in queue so you don't have to keep going in and out of them every single day. And maybe you just go in and out every week or every two weeks if you've got posts scheduled. And when you use social media networks, a, a good rule of thumb, and you can test this out with your followers to see when people drop. You know, you lose followers. You know, okay, that doesn't work. I can't do that again. And when you gain followers, what I find works is, a a news piece that's not a news piece you wrote. It doesn't lead back to your website. Post one or two of those and then one or two uh, motivational quotes. People love motivational quotes on social media networks. I don't know why they do, but they do. And you you can post an image with a with a with a mo, um uh, inspirational or mo, motivational quote. People love them. They just love them. And then also post a couple of uh, uh, messages about maybe your book, uh, a recent blog you did, uh, an interview you did, a uh, 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 um, book trailer that you did, which you can find uh, Love Pour Overs Me's book trailers up at YouTube. And I'd love for you guys to follow my account at YouTube, Denise Turney. And uh, I've got my book trailers up there, and I'm reading an excerpt from one of my books, and I've got to get some more videos up on, at my um, Denise Turney YouTube uh, account. But uh, you can you can post that information on your social media, but just keep a mix, keep a mix of things. When when you just post your information and your books and what you're selling, for some reason it it can turn people off. Even if you're just posting excerpts and whatnot from your from your books, people like to get get information through social media networks that they find valuable and that doesn't always link back to the users or the account owner's business site. So that's a good way to grow your social media networks. Um, and then also going in every now and then, just go in live to a social media network, and you can see it on Facebook. You'll see the people who are in your your that you follow, and who follow you, and comment on the on posts that they make. Just it, it, just take a few seconds. You can say I'm going to go in a, two times a week, or two three times a week, and I'm just going to comment on five different posts that I see coming down, coming down the uh, uh, um, the post live, and just comment on them. And they, they're always there. They're always there. And then you can also do the same thing at Twitter. You can go in and hashtag and look up books or writers or or movies or sports and then just start. Or you can look at what's trending at Twitter. Click on it and just start commenting and just start commenting. 
uh, on a few. And then um, people know you're actually engaged. You're actually engaged on Twitter, and you're not just sending messages through an automated system. The same thing with LinkedIn. If you join LinkedIn groups, that's another good way to promote and market your work. Go into the – actually go into groups. Comment on articles other people write. Read read articles other people post. Support other people. It, you know, in life, is this is such a a circular back-and-forth relationship. Life is all about relationships and communication. It's all about that. I don't care what you do. You must communicate some way, whether you do it verbally, you do it with your energy. For some people who are unable to speak, they may just do it with their energy. And you can tell how they feel about something or just by feeling their energy, which we all communicate with our energy, but most of us also do it verbally. It's about communication. I tell you, life is about communicating. It's about communicating. Life is about relationships and communicating. It, communicating is the key to relationships. If you don't feel you can communicate with somebody, they don't understand you, they don't listen to you, or you don't want to listen to them, that's poor communication. You're probably going to have a poor relationship. Relationships are about communication. And again, I think that's what life's about. Whether you're in business, communicate. Who do business people hire to go out and communicate with people to tell them about their products and services? Salespeople who must have strong communication skills. So it's all about companies have human resources departments to help teach managers generally to communicate with their employees. (laughs) I don't care if people go to marriage counseling to learn how to communicate better with one another. If you if if for people who uh, know that we have a source, what is that all about? What does source ask us for? Communicate with me, and listen when I communicate with you. Communication, communication. If you work with animals, you got to learn how animals communicate because you have to communicate with them. You have to, even though you don't bark, you don't meow like a cat. You've got to learn to communicate. If you want to move your mark, your products, your services, you got to communicate. You've got to communicate. You've got to learn how, what language are these folks in my target audience speaking. I've got to learn that language because in order to sell my products and services or to increase my products and services, the sales of them, I've got to learn these folks' language. I cannot demand that they know mine because I'm the one who wants them to listen to what I've got to say. I've got to learn how to speak their language and communicate with them. Once you pull that off, pretty much you're on your way. So you have to learn how to communicate. And social media networks, they're all different. You go to Twitter, you know you got, what, 160 characters. How can I communicate with people so I gain more followers at Twitter? And I just gave you a few steps. You know, you use your hashtags. I've seen some people use the hashtags in the actual post as they're posting. And I've seen some wait until the end of their post and then do hashtags. So you can do hashtags like let's say I'm doing a post or you're doing a post on a, on a new book you just released. So at the end of telling people love pour over me makes a great Father's Day gift, and it does, and it's available at any online and offline retailer. Your hashtag could be books, fiction, novels, Father's Day, gifts. You could follow those at the end of the post, and people looking for gifts, that can come up for them. People looking for books, that can come up for them. And that's how you would get more traffic through Twitter. Uh, Facebook, again, Facebook doesn't have hashtags or any symbols that you use. You just stay in front of your followers. Try to get more and more followers on Facebook so you can broaden your audience. Now, I think Facebook tops out at 5,000 followers. What you can do to continue to grow your followers, 
once you reach 5,000, and if you're working Facebook, eventually you will top out, is to create a page, a fan page, and that is free. It's free. Look at all the free services. It's free. It's free to communicate. It's free. All you have to do is go to Facebook, and they have a, 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 you can do a search actually on the Internet for step-by-step how to create a Facebook fan page. So simple. And I have a fan page for Love Pour Over Me on Facebook. Once you reach 30, get 30 likes at your fan page, and there's no limit to how many people you can have at your fan page. You can have in the millions at your Facebook fan page. There's no limit. Once you get 30 likes, you'll start to get stats. So you can see uh, which type of posts might get you the most engagement out of the people who like your, your Facebook page. And if you if you post, when you post to Facebook to your likes, you'll see the percentage of people who actually opened and read or read a recent post you, you put up on your fan page. I recommend if you create a Facebook fan page that you least updated a minimum once a week. At least once a week. But but if you could do it more than that, that would also be good because you keep your, your followers engaged and they know it's an active page and not an inactive page. And people who just coming in, checking out your your Facebook page, fan page, they won't see that the last post you put up was six months ago. You know, because then they know, well, nobody even really comes over here. And then you might start just getting spam posts. So just keep going in there so people know it's an active page and you actually are working. You're working that page because it, it makes no sense to get on a social media site and not stay active on it. What are you getting out of it at that point? Because you're not communicating. If you just put up a, a, a site or even a website or a blog and you don't respond to people who comment on your blog, you're not communicating. And so it's almost like, why is it even there? So the important thing is to communicate. When people comment on your blogs, when people go into your social media sites and they, and you see that they're they're posting things, comment. Again, keep in mind that life is about communicating. And it's not a one-way street. People can't always just talk to you, and you have to talk back and respond back. And you can't always just talk to other people and not want them to talk back to you. So, if you're, for an example, if you're blogging and you put out a blog and you get not spam because you're going to probably get a ton of spam on a blog, but you get some quality comments and you don't respond back to them, you're not communicating. It's almost a, a message of, no, I only talk to you. When you talk to me, I don't talk back to you. Communicate. When people post comments at your blog, comment back. That's communicating. And that's a key to life. I think that's what life is all about, actually, communicating. Actually, I think it's all about communicating. I cannot believe I've kept going. (laughs) I said I was going to keep going. We've got about less than seven minutes. And today's show will be over. Uh, And and if our guests can't want to reschedule, I can look into that. But um, I do encourage you to support them. They they are writers. Um, one of our guests was is former formerly in the NFL. He actually played for the Detroit Lions, the Carolina Panthers, and the Arizona Cardinals. And I know you would love to have heard them again. Their son was at a camp, but the, they told me that one of them would be here today. So maybe something came up. Uh, some of the books that they have written are the Great Adventure. Um, and and they also have a book series out, a children's book series out that I think you will you will enjoy. And they are the Peyton Sky series, and that's spelled P A Y T O N S K K Y, the Peyton Sky series. I can't help but support other people, <laughs> even if they're not here. I just that's just what I do. But the, it's called the Peyton Sky series. P A Y T O N S K K Y. You can get some of their their books, and they're inspirational books uh, for for young children. So I encourage you to support support them. And there's it's Stephanie and Derek Moore. M O O R E. Stephanie and Derek Moore. Again, he played football for the Detroit Lions, Carolina Panthers, and Arizona Cardinals. They both are now, have now written books. So I want you to to also you know 
support them. And as we come down to the last few minutes of today's show, and I thank those of you who have been with us throughout the duration of today's show. I truly thank you, and I encourage you again to get a copy of at least one of my books. You know, all these years you've been listening to Off the Shelf, uh, and I, I, I cannot thank you enough for your support. I cannot. And I enjoy bringing you advice and tips and guests that you you learn and and get so much from what they share with you. I enjoy supporting the artists that come on off the shelf, and I plan to continue to do that because I like to support other people. But I'm asking you to support me as well. And Love Pour Over Me makes a great Father's Day gift. I would love if everybody who listens to off the shelf week after week after week would at least go get one cop- a copy of one of my books I think the lowest price book I have out is uh, it might be Porsche an ebook, which I think is less than five dollars. And you know it's an ebook, so you don't have any shipping costs, no shipping and handling. Less than five dollars, and uh, Love Pour Over Me is almost four hundred pages. So in an ebook format, it's seven dollars and ninety-five cents. But you can get it on sale at Barnes and Noble and Amazon, and then also. Um, it's in print but print it's nineteen ninety five I only get about two dollars off of that, so it's not nineteen dollars that I'm gonna get uh it's the printing cost it's the distributors take fifty five percent any book you see for sale at a bookstore anywhere a distributor is taking fifty five to sixty percent of the profit right away the The publisher and the author are only gonna see about forty to forty five percent then the the printer's going to get some money. Then the publisher's going to get some money. Then if somebody's got a publicist, the author might might get ten ten percent of that. So again, yeah, the, the book is nineteen ninety five, but I'm probably going to see maybe two dollars of that uh, because it's so thick, and, and a thicker book costs more to print. But I encourage you to get a copy of of Love Pour Over Me again. You're going to get mystery. You're going to get romance. You're going to get suspense. And you're going to love those fast-paced scenes. The whole book is not a fast full of fast-paced scenes, but there are some that you're going to feel like you're in a car driving at top speed, just swerving around a corner. (laughs) And so that will be exhilarating and fun, but that whole book is not at that pace. There are parts of it, very sh- there's short parts that are at that pace because it's a, there's some cliffhanger scenes in Love Pour Over Me, but it's the friendships. It's the friendships, the relationships that, that really drive Love Pour Over Me. You, you, will, you will be hanging on the edge of your seat due to the murder mystery. You won't, you won't know. I think you will think you know who did what as the story unfolds, but you won't know for sure until you get to the end of the story because there are going to be a couple of people who you think uh, really, really, really uh, are responsible for the murder in the story. Then at the end, I think you'll be surprised. I think you'll be surprised, if not shocked, at who who really, really, really is the person uh, responsible for the murder and love pour over me. Uh, and then, and then, how do will Raymond and Brenda's relationship turn out? Especially when you think about Raymond's childhood, and and what happens to Raymond and his father. And I think that one's gonna pull some tears out of you <laughs> when you see what happens between Raymond and his father. I try to write stories that readers can gain from in their own lives subconsciously. They they're not aware. They're just so into the story. And also that they can see things, you know, wow, I learned something from this book. But my main objective when I write is to in- is to entertain you. That's my main objective, to entertain you, to, to introduce you to some dynamically unique characters that you only meet in the stories that I write. So I encourage you again to get a copy of Love Pour Over Me. You can go to Amazon right now. You can go to Barnes & Noble right now. You can download it in a PDF. You can get a print copy of it. Any way almost you want this book, you can have it. So I encourage you to get Love Pour Over Me. It makes a fabulously good Father's Day gift. But it's a any time book 
that you can love and treasure. Again, I encourage you to get a copy of Love Pour Over Me. Will you do that? Will you do that today? I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you for being here with me today here on Off the Shelf. Please come back next Saturday, 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will bring you another phenomenal guest. And no matter what happens in your life, as I did today, remember, keep moving forward. And go out and create a fabulously good day for yourself. You're amazing. Bye for now.